and my wife is Jessica, and our two kids are Jaden and Jolie. I was asked to share a, a joy story with you. I drive a semi for a living, and this is a story of when Jaden was born. We went to the doctor, and they said it would be a minimum of two weeks before Jaden would come. So I took off for Green Bay in Marquette, Michigan. With my teammate Aaron, I back into the dock in Green Bay, and when Jessica calls me and tells me Jaden wants out now. <laughs> <laughs> so I find out there is nothing I can do except finish the load. Aaron wakes up to take over, and I keep trying to call Jess, but the cell phone reception was bad up there. So I start praying in the back of the truck for God to keep Jaden and Jessica safe. I calm back down and sit up front with Aaron. I couldn't figure out why God was keeping me from this moment, but I also couldn't stop thanking him for my son. Aaron and I found a place next to the lake and that had cell phone reception. I was able to be on the phone with Jessica when Jaden was born. I instantly couldn't stop being joyful. I got, to see, I got to look at the Lake Michigan while Jaden was being born. Everyone ended up perfectly healthy, and I rejoiced out the window the whole way home. <laughs> I finally got to meet Jaden and kiss my wife. She so gracefully waited for me to give him his first bath and to change his first diaper. I was head over heels in love. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Jenna Kirby. Um, and the first time I really felt true biblical joy was um, in 2018 my, in my first mission trip to Haiti. Um, we really that whole week was just kind of wild, but um, I've always been the kind of person that struggles a lot with anxiety and um, is just really fear driven rather than faith driven. And um, just that whole trip, I was extremely present, which was a first for me. I wasn't thinking about what was going to happen. I wasn't thinking about things that had happened before. I was just there in the moment, every moment. Um, and because of that, Christ really showed me things and let me experience things about him that I had never experienced before. Um, the biggest one being just the joy that he brings over any and all circumstances. Um, and that was really only able to happen when I finally let Christ take control rather than my emotions. Hi, I want to talk about my personal relationship with God. Uh, prior to developing this relationship, I was the type of guy that thought I could be in control of everything in every aspect of my life. As long as I had the right answers, this is the way it's supposed to go. And I found myself longing and wanting and not really happy in life until one day I sat down and looked at what it means to have a personal relationship with God. And at this point, I started maturing in my relationship with God, relying on him more than my own self. And the process of this led to doors opening that I never thought would open up in my life. Uh, at one point, it got so good, my relationship with God, that he blessed me with my current wife and the children that I have now. Um, 
always looking for the miracles from God and just have to sometimes take your time and stop and slow down and look at what's before you and what he's given you because those are the miracles, the little things that um, one could take for granted. And uh, I'm, I'm just so thankful. My life is so different than what it used to be. I was, like I said, a guy that just was bent on, I got to do it this way. Um, God showed me, unless he's involved in it, it holds no substance. And that's my testimony. Thank you. See if I can do this. My name is Kevin. I've lived around here m almost my entire life. When I was young, I was raised in a Catholic family. And whenever I was in my teen years, I turned my life away from Christ. During this time, I found my wife. We had two beautiful children, a boy and a girl, bought a house. We had the perfect life. As our kids got older, they started to ask questions about whether or not what God was real and who he was. So we decided as a family to get together and find ourselves a home. We went to a Christian church, and five years ago, my wife and I were baptized together. Two years ago, around this time, my wife came to me and said that she wanted a separation. Hearing this has destroyed me at that point in time, made me confused, and made me question God. During this time, I was lost. I was angry. I didn't know what was going on. And I sat down one night, and I was able to forgive my wife and myself for everything that was going on as God spoke to us and spoke to me and said, everything's going to be okay. It's in my hands. Sorry. <laughs> I say these things to you because I want you all to remember and all know that even though if you hear hard news, that never close the door to God and never close the door to each other. Always stay communicating to each other and to God. God walks among us and walks with each and every one of you, shepherding you along the way. Merry Christmas and thank you. Well, thank you all for sharing. Um, I'm going to light a candle now um, to represent joy. Um, and it takes, let's give them all another hand. It takes a lot of courage to get up here and share. And anyone who's experienced true joy knows something about joy. They know that as quick as you can get it, it can be taken away and stolen. You know what I'm saying? Even, even joy like they describe, joy from God. Troubles come. Walk through this life. The devil throws lies at you. Feels like it's just stolen. So blow them out. John, you got blowed out, man. Oh, you cheated. Joke's on me. All right, you guys can put them back and sit down. So it was going to be an illustration, but, uh, you know. So, oh, there it is. 
Oh, good. It's fine. It's fine. You can just leave them. I actually wanted them to stay and keep going during my message as the, for the illustration, but, you know, they were trick candles, so <laughs> just for you guys. Uh, but here's, here's the point of all that, okay? There it is. There it is. Here's the point. Inextinguishable joy is found in God's good news. But extinguishable joy, extinguishable joy is found in ignoring God's good news. So if you want an extinguishable joy, believe. Believe God's good news. And here's what's, what God's good news is. In Luke chapter 2, you see an angel come to the shepherds and say, Hey, the Messiah is born. Jesus is born. And they say, and this angel says in Luke 2.11, essentially this, Christ the Lord is the Savior born for you. That is the message. That is God's good news. But it goes beyond that. Christ the Lord, Jesus, is a Savior born for us to take care of our sin problem. But he wasn't just born. He lived. He died a cruel death on a cross. That's why we kept the cross up. And rose from the grave so that we could have everlasting life. If we would believe in him. If you want joy this Christmas season. Inextinguishable joy that cannot be taken away. Even under the worst circumstances that you can imagine. Or maybe you're going through right now this evening even. You want that. You can have that through a relationship with Jesus Christ. So I want to I talk a little bit about joy. What does joy mean? Joy means satisfaction and delight in God, independent of circumstances. Satisfaction and delight in God, regardless of what you're going through. But let's talk about what belief is. If I'm supposed to believe God and believe this good news... What does that mean? Believing means this. Believing means that you are convinced of something to the point of action. Okay? You're convinced of something to the point of action. Now, I want to look at the Christmas story some more. So, if you look on the screen, I got Luke chapter 2, 13 and 14. And we see that this angel here believes. This angel declares the good news that Christ the Lord is the Savior born for you. Says this to the shepherds. And then he says, and, so, or, and then it goes on and says, And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those whom he is pleased. And you can leave that scripture up while I'm talking here. Convinced. This angel was convinced. Here's how I know this angel was convinced of the news that the angel was bringing. Because he couldn't, he couldn't continue by himself. He's like, I need, I need a host of angels. I need an angel army out here to praise God because of the news that I just shared. This news is so good. I can't, I can't have a solo act anymore. I need a whole angel army out here. Now, I'd be, I'd be content with one angel. Okay? To relay a message to some people, I'd be content with one angel. Think about it. An angel has, has incredible power. More power than I have. They're not God, but they have God's power. 
They don't have a physical body. They're spirits. Okay, so they go through walls and stuff. But, man, this was just to declare a message. If I could have an angel up here today helping me declare this message to you, I think y'all would believe on the spot, right? I think, I think y'all would be worshiping wholeheartedly, right? But he's like, no, one is not enough. I need an angel army out here. And then they sing glory to God in the highest. They're so deeply convinced of this message, of this, that this good news is good news, that they act. They're convinced to the point of action. They did something. They praised God. They worshiped God. They shouted praise to God. Glory to God in the highest. And they also declared truth in their praise. The next part. And on earth, peace. Peace among those with whom he is pleased. The truth that these shepherds, that this, this angels and these, this whole army of angels is declaring to these shepherds is this. You can have real peace. You can have real joy that is inextinguishable. And it says at the end, it's interesting, with, who, with those with whom he is pleased. Well, how do you know if God's pleased with you? Here's how you can know. John 3.16 says this. Don't miss it if you've heard it before. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. That whoever believes in him won't perish but will have everlasting life. If you believe that, you can have everlasting life. It's simple. A child can get it. But it's so profound. The truth is that here's how you can know if God is pleased with you. Do you believe? Do you believe in Jesus? Are you convinced to the point of action? Convinced to the point that you say, yes, I believe I'm following Jesus and then follow after him. And you'll screw up along the way. I screw up along the way. It's not about being perfect. It's about the perfect one who came for us, Jesus. But it's not just angels in this passage that believe the shepherds believe right away. It's, it's rather, it's rather crazy that they believe right away like this. But Luke two fifteen, reading on. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. These shepherds were convinced. Here's how I know they were convinced. They had to discuss this. They had to discuss it right away. Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened. They could have just been like, yeah, an angel showed up. We probably all were hallucinating and dreaming or something like that. Let's just get back to our sheep, all right? Let's get some sleep. It's the middle of the night. But no, instead they're like, we got to go. This is true. And, and they don't even say an angel talked to us. They say, which the Lord has made known to us. Now, they're actually wrong. God did not make this known to, to them. It wasn't God, it was an angel. But the angel showed up and this army of angels shows up and they just, they know this message is from God. They're convinced of it to the point that they act. They go to Bethlehem. And how did they go to Bethlehem? With haste, it says. They went really fast. They're sprinting. Probably left their sheep behind. Sprinting to Bethlehem. These are rough and tough guys. They don't just sprint off for nothing. 
They believe that this is the Messiah. Convinced the point of action. So here's the point. Here's the question for all of us in this room tonight. Is this Christmas and every day of your life, will you believe? Will you believe? Here's what will determine whether your joy is going to be strengthened or stolen from you this Christmas. Believing. Your belief in God's good news. And it's not the amount of your belief. Jesus said you can have have faith like a mustard seed, which is really tiny. It's not the amount of your belief. It's just you have it. Any. Do you believe in Jesus, in God's good news? Romans 15, 13. I love this. It says, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in what? Believing. So that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. That's the key to joy this Christmas season. That's how you keep joy from being stolen from you. That's how you have inextinguishable joy. Your belief that God can and does fill you with all joy and peace. Your belief that God is for you and not against you. Your belief that God is Lord. He is a loving Savior. He was born and He died and He rose from the dead for you. And this is beautiful. It's beautiful news. God's good news is always offering us this great joy. Because it's always true that Christ was born. But He wasn't just born. He lived. He died. He rose from the dead. Why? For you. For me. It's unthinkable. Think about ourselves for a second. Assess yourself honestly. We're all just messed up. I am messed up. Without a savior, I'm doomed. I run straight to things that just kill me. I run straight to things that tear me apart inside. But when I run to Jesus, when I, when I actively believe in Jesus, to the, where I'm convinced to the point of action, that's when, that's when I finally start to show a glimmer of love and hope to other people around me. He is our only hope. Jesus Christ. You can and you will be tempted to ignore this good news. But extinguishable joy is found in believing it. I know that the holidays are very difficult for some of you. Maybe very depressing for some of you. Maybe it brings up memories that you just can't shake. It reminds me of the first and only funeral that I did about four years ago. We'll call this guy Pete. Pete was a husband and a dad of three. And he tragically took his own life. Talk about a first funeral. A couple months into being a pastor. (laughs) Okay? But here's what I said at this funeral. I said this. I'm not here to make sense of what happened. You can't make sense of something that doesn't make sense. But I am here to bring hope to you. I had no idea what was going on that night in Pete's head. But I do know that Pete was believing lies 
that evening. And whether he thought this particular thought or not, he was thinking something like it. He was thinking this, that God is not with me. God is not with me. Pete believed that lie. You don't have to. Here's the truth. Here's the truth of the whole Christmas story. And here's the truth of the Bible. God is with you. God is with you. God, the creator of the universe, the king of kings, the Lord of lords, who just spoke things into existence, yet loves us so tenderly, more than you can imagine. God is. He definitely was with you and he definitely will be with you. But right now in this moment, this Christmas, when you're going through that really hard circumstance. When those thoughts start to flood your mind, he is presently right now, whether you feel him or not. He is with. He's with you. He's closer than your very breath. And if you are, if you have believed in Jesus, convinced to the point of action of believing in him, if you have believed in Jesus, he is not just, just with you. He is in you to empower you and strengthen you. Even when it doesn't feel like it, he is with you. He's not hiding in a closet. He's right there with you. And he's with you. Personally. Certainly he's here tonight with all of us. But in any circumstance you walk through. I I am friends with someone who's walking through an unthinkable circumstance as we speak. I encouraged him with these words today. God is with you. Personally. Whatever's going on. In the good days and the bad. So here's what you can do. I know it's really hard when you're lacking joy to act, to do anything. Even get out of bed sometimes. So here's the action. Belief is conv- means you're convinced of something to the point of action. Here's the simple action. Just repeat to yourself that phrase over and over. God is with me. God is with me. Meditate on each, each word. God is with me because that is the truth. There's your action step. This Christmas, no matter what you're walking through, I did this today. I was rather overwhelmed several times today. And in the midst of that, reminded myself of what I'm preaching to you tonight. God is with me. It's always true. But are you going to believe it? Inextinguishable joy is found in Jesus. And believing his good news But extinguishable joy is found in ignoring God's good news. So we're going to do one more song. So worship team, if you want to come back up, we're going to do two more songs. But the next song, you guys can come on up right now. Um, The next song is called God With Us. And this song declares this message better than I could. And so I want you to stay seated and I want you to just think through 
these lyrics. Maybe you know it. You can join in if you want. But I just want you to stay seated. Spend some time in prayer. Spend some time preparing yourself for whatever you're walking into. Maybe even tonight. Maybe tonight's that hard circumstance. Spend some time acting, believing the truth that God is with you. Let's pray. God.